beautiful people. Today's episode is a chat with Ghanaian influencer, YouTuber, entrepreneur, and Miss Malaika 2016 first runner-up at Mfiawasime. She's a 24-year-old multi-business owner with over 22,000 followers on Instagram and over 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. She is the sole owner of FuelGH, a lifestyle company focused on beauty for now with their latest product being the ultra soft Fuel cotton pads. She is also the owner of Fuel 360 drinks, which is an extension of FuelGH and was inspired by her mom's business. She is a business administration graduate from the University of Ghana, where she majored in insurance. In this episode, we talked a little bit about the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, influencing, especially in the Ghanaian space, and a little bit about her personal life. I had so much fun interviewing her, and I hope you have as much fun listening. Enjoy! Hi guys, before we get into the episode, I would like to apologize for any breaks or pauses in the middle of the episodes. Um, We had a few problems with internet connection and I would sincerely like to apologize. I will try to work on that and uh, hopefully you're still able to enjoy the episode all the same. Oh, hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can. Welcome to Forever 25 podcast. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, Yeah, so um, I already sent you the questions and... Yes, you did. Let me see if I can go back. Uh Uh-oh, if I close the link, I'll lose I opened the link through Instagram. Oh, okay. It's okay. I'm just going to say them, so that's fine. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of nervous, like asking you, cause I was like, I don't know if you'd want to do it. Like, <laughs> I, don't oh, no, no. I, I don't have a problem at all. <laughs> I already shared too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you, you said yes. So, um, I wanted to, um, I've heard like a lot of successful people say like routine is the key if you want to like achieve a lot in life. So I wanted to ask what a typical day for you it's is like i i don't think i consider myself myself successful yet but let's see i don't have a routine honestly um mm. probably the worst person to ask this question <laughs> because every let me, okay well every day is a different day depending on where i have to go and what i have to do so but a normal day would be to wake up pray and then whatever happens wake up pray and take my bath you know do my skincare and stuff and yeah just see if i have to go to the shop i go to the shop and if i have to run a few errands because i still work with my mom too so if i have to run a few errands for her i do you know parents they'll never tell you a day before what you're supposed to do so (laughs) just if i have to do something for her i do Um, if i have to do deliveries sometimes i do them myself and yeah that's basically every day is a different day sometimes you know the perks of working for yourself sometimes i just wake up and i'm like no work today (laughs) (laughs) so i don't really have a specific routine Mm. 
Man, I wish I worked for myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not, it's a calm routine. Sometimes I miss the, um, the routine. Like mm. the nine to five routine because I've experienced this and I wish like sometimes you wish you had that because sometimes you can end up working for more than a nine to five or you are so lazy that you don't end up doing anything at all. But then if you have the structure and you have people to report to, you know that oh you really have to do it. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um I feel like working for yourself requires a lot of self discipline. A lot. I didn't know, but now that I'm doing it, I'm like, did I really, did I really want to do this? <laughs> um, okay. Um, so that's just like the general, oh, I just wanted yeah. to ask a general question to kind of introduce us into the segment. So um, our first segment will be on influencing. Um, okay. I know um, you've got a lot of your exposure from Miss Malaika because I, I think I used to follow you around that time when you um, won the first runner-up yeah. thing. And, like, um, so how did you get into the world of influencing and what made it appeal to you? Okay, so um, when I heard people say influencing, I'm like, am I really an influencer? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I, I just share my life. And a few ads here and there, and that's it. But if that makes me an influencer, sure, I don't mind. Um, I just got into it because I realized, um, not I realized, but I just a lot of people weren't very open in social media because social media was, um, you know, a place to just come and put all your worries aside and just, you know, flex a little and um, mm. live, I want to say a fake life, but live a portion of your life where you want people to see mm-hmm. the rest and i decided after malaika i just wanted like to be open and you know talk and be honest and just be open and live like you know when you start a certain way then you have to continue like that kind mm-hmm. of like forever and i didn't want to set any standard for myself where i would not be able to keep up with mm-hmm. so i just decided just to be myself and i People like it, so it just became a thing and gradually, gradually became an influencing thing. Oh. So, yeah, because I got into different fields, I was interested in like skincare, makeup, etc. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's I, I wanted to say, like, I think you're an influencer because um, sometimes I see you post about products and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know this was this was here and this was that. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes I buy stuff because you recommend it. And Ooh, I nice. feel like, yeah. yeah my head is swelling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you seem very honest in your post. So um, I'm guessing it's the same for a lot of people. So um, grow your following long after Miss Malika. So if we are using numbers, um, after Miss Malika was around, uh, was I been up to it? 2k i don't think i was up to two two thousand followers yeah um so i started miss malika with 500 followers i had my little private instagram <laughs> and and then after, because i was not really a social media person i got on social media around 2014 yeah about mm-hmm. so i did malika in 2016 and i was not i was not even part of the whole facebook you know when facebook came and people were on facebook i didn't have a facebook account till around that the same time Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I got, yeah, 
right before you like around uni level 100 that's when i got my first facebook account so after my like i got like a few more followers and then after i was first running up a few more like months you know like the attention is still there a little so a few more people followed till i was about around 5k mm-hmm. and then around 5k I just started posting pictures and I just realized the following kept going. I was even going at a very fast pace around that time. And then I created a YouTube channel based off of it. And yeah, yeah, everything just, you know, gradually going little by little. Would you say you were consistent with posting photos and things? No, that's one thing I am not. (laughs) It's (laughs) because... I either post, like, I can just, one day I'll just post something, like, every, that day, every week I'll post something. Then I'll go for, like, another two, three months, come back, you know. I'm just, now that there are st- Instagram, Instagram stories, um, I'm more active on my stories. But before stories, I was just there, posting, you know, posting this kind of person. I just post and go, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what um, advice would you like to give to people who would like to explore the world of influencing? Um, I'll say just just do it, you know. Be like Nike and just just do it. Um, don't let anybody tell you it's not um, a real job. If you want to exercise, so do it. If you want to as a main job, do it. So let me see. Oh, as I said, I was talking about consistency. So I was going to say... Um, just you know, just do you um be authentic, um give your audience the attention, communicate with them, and be try and be consistent and don't just do it because you think there's money. Do it because you actually love what you are doing. And I think yeah, that's that's basically what influencing is. Just wow. be yourself and people will just like you. Okay, do you have any um any advice for um the people in the Guinean space? especially people who want to be influencers in, influencers in the Ghanaian space? Um, the Ghanaian space is a little difficult to break into um, because, you know, Ghanaians, we really don't like to, I don't want to use the word support, but definitely we don't like to support our people or we um, are slow to get on certain trends or mm. certain habits. So we still have, you know, the parents who want you to be, lawyers and doctors and you know the strict nine to fives and everything even though you can still do that and do your influence because they are doctor influences they are lawyer influences and stuff like that mm-hmm. but then people see it as like they're wasting your time and there's this bad name that's attached to influencing so a lot of people hold back when they are when like they know that they want to be influencers but they don't want to be talked about in a negative light I know, and yeah. I don't even understand. <laughs> like, if somebody says you're an influencer, it sounds like an insult. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> it's like the word slay queen. <laughs> right? And you're just posting photos. Like, it's not even, that, like... That's <laughs> it. So, I feel like in the Ghanaian space, it's very difficult and negative. But if you want to do it, just, you know, close your eyes. Just... So, the question I was on, I was asking, how do you deal with negative comments on your social media pages? Okay, yeah, and I was, I was saying, um, luckily, I don't have a lot of negative comments. I'll say 99% of the comments I have are positive. 
So I just tend to look first. I used to affect me, you know, you get like hundred comments and like 99 of them are good. And the one bad one about somebody talking about how you like talking or <laughs> something, some, something, just something petty. And then you just take your personal and you are hurt and things like that. But then I decided to, you know, look on the brighter side and concentrate more on the positives. So I just totally ignore the negative comments. They don't, I don't see them often, but when mm. I do, I just ignore it. I just, you know, mm. just focus on the positives and those supporting you. And I feel like it's better than always focusing on the, in quote, haters. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For um, our next segment, we're going to talk about your um, personal life. And okay. um, I think our listeners would like to know what you studied in school and whether it's an advantage for you now in your business and in your influencing okay so i did business um, administration and i majored in insurance university of ghana um totally different from influencing it's just the only <laughs> i think similarity is you have to sell something um, in terms of insurance you're selling an idea to somebody um uh-huh. that they should give you your money and you know if something happens to you pay them back basically what it is and mm. influencing is selling if i say selling yourself it sounds so wrong but that's <laughs> but that is they just try to convince also convince somebody to buy something or to do something because of you or somebody looks at you and wants to do something that you are doing so i think that's the only maybe similarity that we have there. But apart from that totally different but you can use one to do the other so you can use your influence to sell your insurance or you can use your insurance to you know back up your influence and you can be an insurance influencer who knows but, <laughs> but yeah i totally don't use my insurance but if you want insurance you know you can just hit me up and i'll, I'll give you a good deal <laughs> good one guys hit them up so uh, did you see yourself doing this when you were younger? Did you see yourself like working for yourself or working for your mom when you were younger? Okay, so when I was younger, I always thought I'll be a lawyer first because you know you're growing up and you like you like talking or you're very opinionated. Mm. Everybody's like, oh, then you have to be a, a lawyer. You have to be a lawyer. So that mm. was what was in my head. Or you like reading a little. Everybody's like, you have to be a lawyer, <laughs> and then. After some time, like Jesus, I was like, no, I don't think I want to be a lawyer anymore. I want Mm. to be an architect. So architect, architect, architect till SHS and to Holy Child. I did business in Holy Child because I didn't want to do general arts and Mm -hmm. I had no visual arts skills. (laughs) Science hated it. So I was... I was literally about to ask if you <laughs> knew how to draw because you were like architect, architect. No, because you don't. When I'm just saying, I do pre-take, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, my pre-take was very precise. Like I can't draw, mm-hmm. like art, art, but ruler art, yes, I can't do it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, then I'll be an architect. You went to holy child, do business, and I'm like, oh, if you do business and you do e math, you can do architecture. Mm. So I said, no problem. So I did, I did e math. Wasi came only for them to tell us tech said you have to wait one year at home. Oh, oh and, yeah, yeah, our time. And I was just like, nope, 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 nope. 
I have to go to school. I can't stay at home for that year. So I just said, okay, let me just buy legal forms and admin, went, did admin, did insurance. So my architecture dreams died. <laughs> so I didn't really see myself doing this. And I was also, I was a very shy person growing up at some point. So Malika was like the first thing I did that was like required me to have to talk in front of people. I, you know, apart from church stuff where you read the Bible and do those things in front of the church, Malika mm-hmm. was the first thing that made me, you know, gather a little confidence and do something. So after Malika looked like this thing just fell into my hand basically. I didn't plan to work with my mom. Even my dad kept saying, just, you know, when you finish, you can work with your mom, expand the business, you know, add a little bit of, you know, school to it, you know, tech to the business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 me, I work in an office. So when I finish, I'm going to do my architecture and things. <laughs> but then eventually, you know, this just you fell into there. Yes. <laughs> so it was just something that happened by chance, not by plan specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how did you... Um gather enough enough confidence for Malika because um it must have been like way out of your comfort zone yeah I'll say Malika was definitely out of my comfort zone and my friends dared me to do it and just I should try the auditioning and if I'm picked sure if I'm not just come back to my house you know and so I did, and I just kept moving on to the next level and next wow. level and next <laughs> level. <laughs> and I learned this thing where, where if you are shy, just don't look at the person's face. So mm-hmm. I just kept talking about people's heads, and that's basically what got me through the entire thing. But then as I got further and further, um, I, you know, you you pick up certain things how to fake, you know, fake it till you make it, fake the confidence and. Just sometimes mm-hmm. when you know what you're talking about or when you um, prepare for like what you want to see, it just gives you that confidence. So I think that's what I used to. And then when people are also supporting you and... Uh, is the line clear? Yes, yes, I can hear okay. you. When people are supporting you and then they're like encouraging you, you don't want to disappoint them. So I think later on in the competition, that's what kept me going. So I know that my parents are watching and people I don't know are watching and are voting and using their money, like spending their money on me. Like you can't, you can't, you know, afford to disappoint them. So I think yeah. <laughs> that's wow. Missing. And you, en- and you ended up being the first runner up. Runner up. Yes. And something that was a day. Something that was a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Um, what can you tell us three random facts about you? I think I would just said one. I'm a very shy person. Um, mm. Number two. Um, what did I say? What do I even say? I'm a shy person that likes to talk a lot. I don't know how that fits into the same thing, but I'm a shy person who um, knows how to talk. I like to talk a lot, basically. And then random, 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 random. What is random? That can I say I like reading? You see, I'm a very boring person. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, okay. that's actually that's actually a fact. I my life is a very boring life. I don't do anything. Just read. Um, I like to read like a lot of fiction. I read a lot of fiction. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. I don't really have anything interesting to say. 
<laughs> it's okay. Um, so being in your early 20s, right? Tell us yes. um, a few things you've learned so far. Okay, so um, I already said one thing. Try and not fake it till you make it, but, you know, learn as you go. Um, try to be open-minded and you listen to advice, but don't um, consume everything that you are told. Try to, you know, experience certain things on your own. Um, not just copy and paste somebody else's life. So try to experience things on your own as a 20-year-old. You know, live freely, open-mindedly. Experiment. Um, if you can afford to experiment, if you can afford to travel, travel. You know, just live, try and live life and um, but wisely so that you don't, it doesn't affect your 30s or something like that. But mm. just try and, I feel like you should try and live life because as Ghanaians or Africans, normally you are basically caged or your life is the same way. You grow up, work, have children, marry, have children, die. Like that's, sorry to be using such sad words, but <laughs> okay. that's your life. But I feel like if we try and explore more and try and be more open-minded, um, especially whilst you are younger and you can afford to take the risks, just do it, you know. Just take the risks and live your life, but do it, you know, wisely. That's, mm. yeah. That's true. I really relate on the African thing where they yeah. say you, you, when you graduate, you start working, have kids, and yes. that's, like, that's very the, that's your life. And... Yes. <laughs> All you know is Accra, wherever you're living. And... Right? Yes. And, uh, like, African... Well, a lot of Africans that I mostly meet, they don't even want to travel. It's like they're no, no, comfortable no, no. wherever Everybody they are. wants to, yeah. You set roots <laughs> wherever you are and you stay there. Mm. Um, so this next segment is going to be talking about businesses. Um, so I know you have like two businesses. I don't know about any ones you might have, but yeah. I know you have few drinks and you have few yeah. GH. And yes, I from the way I've seen it, I think field drinks is under field GH. I'm I'm not sure, but so um, um let me see. Field drinks is um and that let me see. So I said field GH first. So field GH was supposed to be like a brand thing. So few is my name. Few also made them Amanda lifestyle. So mm-hmm. it's supposed to be everything um about like my lifestyle. So products you know home put stuff skincare like generally a business that i want to build in future mm. um i don't have the capital for it right now but we'll get there so <sighs> it's just um it's a project um, so i started yeah. with um the cotton parts um because i was into skincare and after like research and all those things it seemed like the thing to do and also that's what my budget you know could do that's the little money i had that's what i could do so i decided to do that and i also went into um, sustainable like packaging so paper packs for food and stuff like that but i also made a mistake there when i was you know buying the stuff retail selling and i decided to stop doing that in general because you know you make mistakes when you're in business there are some investments that you make that go wrong Yes, so I just decided to stop doing the paper part from then. Try and do more research and focus on, you know, what where my interest lies. And mm. then few drinks is just an extension of um what my mom does. So my mom sells drinks season two, mostly retail or drinks. So that's something like 
something I did. I also went into it. I was like, okay, I also want to sell drinks because man is doing the same thing. So I opened my own shop and was selling drinks. That's right before COVID. And then COVID happened and I made a decision to close the shop and stop doing the retail and do wholesale. So now I do wholesale. My mom does most of the retail. So it's just an extension of, yeah, that's part of the family business, if I should put it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's also easier when, like, your parents does it because you can easily go into it. You can as, easily go into it, ask uh, for yeah. advice, all those things, and you've seen it when you're growing up, so it's easy to, you know, find the yeah. ropes and yeah, it's easier. <laughs> so, um, uh, you also have a, a brand of cotton pads. Pads. Yes. You have yes. your own. Yeah, for skincare. What inspired that? Um, so I had really bad skin at a point in time. So I got into skincare. Probably, I'll not call this an addiction, but close to because I used to buy anything and everything I saw. And yeah. then I decided to, you know, narrow it down, take it, like read stuff and be more patient with my skin and also like take people along in the journey. So I was posting a lot about my skin and giving updates. And people were interested and people used to, used to come to me to ask for advice basically so i was like hmm, this can be a business for me if i start this so i decided to you know start with the least um thing that like i did my research you know into cotton because normally when you use cotton parts they dry out your products and stuff like that so i i wanted something that would not do that but something that was also um economically like wise and um, so not too expensive something that was also good for the environment and something that also will not affect a lot of people negatively because if you go into skincare proper proper like a product um, it might, and you don't do a proper research it might also affect people's skin and cause irreversible damage Aww. so I just said okay what can I do first like starting the skincare game and I said like, oh cotton parts and let me do something that's a lot. So I did some research. People were already in the business, but I was like, well, you know, let's just try, dip our feet into it and see how it goes. And so far, it hasn't been bad. I haven't had any negative comments. The only thing people are saying, next time I should make the pads bigger. But apart from that, yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. And they're even very affordable. Like, yeah. I feel like the average Ghanaian can afford it. Afford it, yeah. That was the plan. Oh. So, um, in business, what are a few things you've learned so far? Um, sorry for the noise. In business, I'll say, um, first of all, look outside your friends and family if you want to go into serious business because there's only so much they can do to help you or so much they can buy. They can't keep buying everything. So, try and expand your, your scope and try and expand your clientele. And don't basically, your friends and family support you, but don't let that be your only um, worry or only priority. Like, oh, my friends and family, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'll say yes. So try and look outside of that. Um, also, you have to be very disciplined mm. with your money, with your time. 
and everything like that. If you are not, you end up spending all your money because you think there's a lot of money coming in, but you forget that that money is capital and not profit. Mm. And when you get profits, you'll be thinking, oh, let me just spend this money, forgetting that you have to expand your business with that profit. Yeah. So, yes, you are. There are mis- mistakes I've made before. So you have to be very disciplined with yourself and with your money and your business and your time as well. You don't, you can't just be sleeping every day and thinking your business will do the work for you, especially if you have one or two employees. Mm. You have to, yeah, you have to put in the work and also try and sell yourself everywhere you go. Don't make, don't choke people's necks with your business, but everywhere <laughs> you go, you know, you can chip in here and there. Oh, you're talking about something you're like, oh, but you also do this and this and, yeah. you know, support people and people support you. That's basically it. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about how you had to close down one of your businesses. <laughs> we've already spoken about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can you explain what the experience was like and if you've learned anything from the experience that you'd like to share? Yeah, um, the experience was very humbling. Nobody expected COVID to happen. So it was a new shop, new place, you know, business. I, th- I feel like sometimes we bite a little more than we can chew. Um, so I just, I started opening the shop and opened the shop, stocked the shop. I did, we did do a lot of marketing and a lot of research into it. It was a different area. I was like, oh, mommy's doing it here to work. So if I do it here, it's going to work. So I just rented a shop, put stuff in it and, you know, business was picking up. It was slow, but I was picking up and then COVID happened and my business is really not um, a necessity. So, you know, we, lockdown happened, we closed the shops. And then I realized, I did, like, deep thinking. I was like, nah, this thing has been over, like, three, four, five months. Um, I can use the money for something else. I still have, like, three years rent that I have paid mm. and things like that. So if I did re-evaluation, I looked at, you know, the benefits, the pros and cons. I was like, no, nah, there are more cons than pros. And I can do something else with that money. So mm. I just decided not to come back after I knew that lockdown was lifted and everything i was like oh and you know what let's just do something else and um, learned my lesson next time i should do more research and not just jump into it because the opportunity is there i should just mm-hmm. look into it more so closed it rented the shop out again took my money and yeah did the wholesale instead in a less you know and sometimes you want fancy areas so you get an expensive shop you're not thinking about your profit margins and just get an expensive shop then the bills are expensive too much light and all those things because you want a fancy place because you're a young person yeah but yeah, yeah now you i'm going to look cute look cute <laughs> yes you see, aesthetically pleasing you yeah. know <laughs> but now I'm in my small corner and um seeing the benefits of it. So eventually you go, but I feel like you don't jump ahead of yourself. But that's what I'll see. Yeah. yeah. That's what I learned that, from it. That's one thing my mom always tells me. She's like, whenever you want to start a business, slow down and don't start from the top. top like, yeah. Just start from that, the bottom. Very good advice. <laughs> Um, so I know I didn't add this to the, the questions I sent you, but I wanted to give you a surprise question. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I just want to ask like every person I interview random questions that like no one would ever ask, but mm-hmm. what part of your body do you think could use a little lotion? <laughs> a little lotion? Yeah. 
definitely i'll have to see my feet <laughs> <laughs> same same <laughs> I have to, ghana is, is hot and dusty yeah so definitely definitely feet feet and elbows or knees those areas <laughs> definitely yeah use your share butter you fine <laughs> Yeah, oh, this has been such a fun interview. Like, yes. I really enjoyed it. Thank Same you so here. much. Thank um, you for having me. Um, where can my listeners find you? Okay, so um, Adam Fiawo, that's E D E M F I A W O. Facebook, that's I'm not really active on Facebook, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And YouTube, by YouTube, we have to add an S I M E to the Fiao, so Adam Fiao Sime to find me on YouTube and Facebook, and then basically Adam Fiao Sime or Adam Fiao everywhere. Okay, um, yes. I will find I will definitely link you in um, the description. Okay, and thank you so much. This was thank I had you. so much fun. Same here. All right, have a, have a good day. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow the pod's IG page at Forever 25 Podcast so you don't miss anything. You can also find me, the host, on IG and Twitter at bestmaryever underscore. For my YouTube, it's bestmaryever. Can't wait to interact with you guys on other platforms. Bye. Thank you.